0: And invite your sisters, because we're about to have a powerful conversation. Tune in. Welcome to the Hill Everything podcast. I'm so excited about season eight. You are listening to Tema Aziz Serwa. And I have another amazing brother that I'm bringing into the conversation about how love is easy. It Mm. really is. Love is easy. It's fear that's hard. And so I just want to go ahead and invite you to take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, and just settle yourself. Because if you know anything about my guest, you know that his energy will activate a lot of clarity, and it'll pull up a lot of what is unrecognized. In your heart, in your body, in your mind, and in your soul. So let me go ahead and introduce none other than my friend, known affectionately as Coach Matt, Matthew Hayes. He is a speaker, an educator, a personal coach. He uses his background in space flight at NASA and in neurolinguistic programming mm-hmm. as a coach. And he merges the worlds of science and emotional intelligence to make healing feel attainable. Known for his ability to reach the heart and deliver messages that are simple to grasp and easy to apply, he calls his work identity engineering. Oh, I love that. And he calls it that because it's where you learn to design yourself. He's passionate about good food. Yes, he is. Yum, yum. Oh. building relationships and helping people break out of their comfort zone so they can stand in their truth. Matthew, we've done a mm. lot of things together. And the topic for this episode is why it's important for men and women to heal together. And we've been building this momentum around the conversation. Thank you for your yes and being here for the Heal Everything podcast.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm excited. Where do you begin?
0: So let's start with, why do you think it's so easy for people to isolate their healing process instead of inviting support, specifically this trend of all women-based events, all men-based events? Why have we divided ourselves that way? Mm, That's a question. (laughs) (laughs) You know how we do.
1: (laughs) No, that's good. I mean, because uh, healing is hard, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, and it's not always pretty and it requires vulnerability and it requires truth and transparency and, and it requires us saying, maybe I made a mistake. And Why that's hard to it's do. a lot of
0: Easier for women to be vulnerable with other women and not as easily with men.
1: Oh, because we're different. Right. And we don't we don't tend to spend the time to learn each other's communication styles mm-hmm. and to give each other grace for being different. Right. Like a lot of men want a woman like who's super into sports and you want to sit and play this video game. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but also. <laughs> You want a man to sit here and listen to you cry for 30 minutes. It's equally not what we're made to do. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. our thing. So we have to understand that from the very beginning. It's like, hey, this is is someone of the opposite sex. Their body literally moves, shapes, thinks, operates differently. Just like if you were going on like a race Mm -hmm. and one person had a bicycle and one person had a Lamborghini. It's like, well, how come you didn't keep up? How come you well we're different like we're in we're using different vehicles yeah and although we may have similar spirit similar soul our chakras operate the same our connection with higher power and faith and we are human at the core our bodies operate differently and that's just a matter of science in fact like yeah. and we have to understand that and come to the table with the appropriate expectation but also giving people routes forward i think that's where a lot of times we we kind of hit brick walls is well how come they didn't know or how come they didn't if you loved me you would have. and it's like but you didn't give them a path right give people a fair shot give them a path of this is what supporting me looks like right this is what a phrase that makes me feel loved sounds like give them an example show them because they're learning you but it's like expecting a kindergartner to be able to pass a calculus test but you never taught them any math it's like you have to give them, you have to teach them how to love you in a, in a way, right? Not mm-hmm. completely, obviously, um, but about you individually as a person, you're, you're unique, you're special, you're gifted, you're talented, your purpose and vision is absolutely yours. They don't know that. Like they don't yeah. know your experience. They don't know your story and what got you to this point. They don't know the one time mommy said this or your ex-boyfriend did that. They don't know those things so they don't understand the context behind why you need what you need and why you ask for what you ask for unless you give them that so a lot of times we're setting up unfair situations Mm -hmm. but then being completely biased in our judgment and that's that's just not right it's just not okay
0: i love what you're saying because it ties into what we've been talking about all throughout the season in this series And in one of the episodes, one of the brothers was saying, you know, you have to lead in being vulnerable to teach other people how to receive that vulnerability. So my question Mm. is this, right? We'll never be able to accomplish this level of interacting with one another if we are not in tune with what we need ourselves. Mm. So for any of the listeners who are still trying to figure out what they need to feel safe. And secure because I believe if you can secure yourself on some level then the fear of not being safe is not as pronounced right it's not as dramatic because I know how to take care of myself even in the worst case scenario yeah what are what's step one to position yourself to show up more secure and feeling more safe
1: mm. permission is the first position is what came to mind right so for me the very first step is i have to give myself that permission to like be willing to change like because in order for me to to self-reflect then that means that i have to give myself the permission to say okay well something might be wrong and i have to take the accountability to potentially change that but if i'm going to constantly say i'm not going to look in a mirror Mm. mirrors aren't for me then No amount of work, tips, skills, anything will get you anywhere until you first say, you know what? I am going to commit to my growth. I'm going to commit to my change and I'm going to be okay with the discomfort. I'm going to be okay with having to push through fear. I'm going to have to be okay with all the things that come with change because change creates friction and friction. They're they're linked. It's going to be friction in relationships, friction in self-image, friction in all kinds of areas but that's all tied to change, right? So first step, permission. I have to make a conscious decision and choice that I'm going to get better as much as I can, right? Mm -hmm. And with an intention behind that to wherever I'm trying to go, whoever I want to become. Then the second thing is is doing that self-reflection, right? But not not when it's convenient and not when it gives you a good result or a nice pretty answer of, oh, maybe I should have text this instead of that. But like on a constant basis, not saying make it hard, but like regular, like go deep, deep. like even this morning, I had a phone call with a friend of mine who lives in Miami, my dad's in Miami, and she knew about what had recently gone on. I almost lost my dad at the end of last year. He uh, had complications because of COVID, ended up on a ventilator for over a week. I was planning his funeral. It was, it was a lot. yeah.
0: Um,
1: Yeah, it was intense. And so she calls and she's like, oh, we're talking about the weather, the area. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I hope I could be down soon. Actually, I'm glad I'm talking to you because I'm going to call my dad. She's like, oh, how is he? And I was like, I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. And she could hear something behind my voice. She was like, what What's that? And I was like, you know, all that's been going on. This guy almost just died. Right. And I call him two weeks ago. And he's smoking a vape pen. Mm. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, and I share my frustration with her. Right. And after we get off the call, I'm sitting in the living room and I'm like, what? I'm just reflecting on that conversation. And I'm like, I'm sharing this with someone else as an ego thing. Because what I'm also doing is I'm changing your perspective of my father and his importance on life and his, like I'm changing your perspective on this individual. Why am I sharing out my frustrations with this specific situation with someone who doesn't need to know that, right? This is me complaining and changing that. And that's not fair to my father and the work that he's put in and that that was just a self ref- like i'm having this conversation in Hello? my head with me yeah. right and i'm just thinking through it my behaviors my actions how i talk what i say who i say them to and this is a regular thing right and it's just living intentionally mm-hmm. and being aware of yourself taking full accountability and just wanting to be better it's not to say i did anything wrong like i didn't i didn't do anything. i didn't i wasn't a problem no one's upset nothing is going to change in the world as a result of this conversation but I know that I could have been a better person. Mm-hmm. And I know that based on my integrity, the character traits that I want to develop, the, thing, the man that I want to stand for, you know, maybe in the future, I'm going to make a different choice in how I phrase things or how I share things.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? No, I and- love that example because it's that vibration of owning your life and your process and your journey that makes it easy to be in a room men and women together and it become a safe space yeah I think the reason why we're not seeing enough of that is because people are addicted to their pain stories Mm -hmm. and holding every man or that uncle that daddy, and every man that Mm -hmm. follows him responsible so now when you're in a room full of men it's dangerous Mm -hmm. and there's a difference between a traumatic event and reliving and replaying the traumatic event. Yeah. Like, let's, let's talk about that because I know you love unpacking things like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's, for me, the whole perspective and even when you look at it from an identity engineering type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just look chronologically, right? I had a conversation with someone about this last night where she was talking about relationships and how she tends to choose the same kind of people who are emotionally unavailable and why she always feels like she ends up getting left and i was like why why is that about you like why why are you making that personal for one like because mm-hmm. isn't this how a lot of relationships operate generally in the world between males and females like there's a if if you know expectations are appropriately talked about up front there's a misalignment someone feels like that like isn't this common knowledge of how this works right so if it wasn't you it probably would have been someone else and if it wasn't him it would have been someone else too like it's just it's just think it's just life, life. It's, yeah. it's how, you know, you, you met with someone, you had an interaction, you decided it wasn't really for you, right? And you made a separation. Why are you saying he left you versus you decided that wasn't for you? Like, why do you make the story yeah. where you're the victim in it, whereas you're not the victor? And I'm confused by that. They
0: don't know how to have comfort outside of victimhood. They don't yeah. know yeah. how to receive love outside of needing their trauma addressed. Yeah.
1: Wait. So go back to your question because I, yes, I want to. Yeah, because you know we'll go, go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. No, no, no. Wait. So go. What would say your question again? So my question was. Oh so tie what, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh.
0: So my question unpacking,
1: was unpacking, unpacking. Why yes, chronologically, I think it's great
0: addiction, and mm-hmm. why do we? You know the the difference between here it is the difference mm-hmm. between I had a traumatic event in my life. I have triggers. Sometimes I catch myself in a trauma response versus I'm attached and intimate with my trauma. Mm. And I don't even realize that I'm leveraging this traumatic event to seek attention, validation and love.
1: Yeah, so the first scenario where it's like, hey, this happened. Yes, I have some, some ripple effects because of that like even when you think about like even baking right you bake a cake Mm -hmm. if you drop the cake pan it has a dent in it well then the next cake is going to have a dent right so it's just you know hey i had this situation happen i got a little dent one time i'm working through it i'm pounding it out right now i'm gonna figure out the dent on my own but just understand i might have some dented cakes for a little bit and we're working through it right that that's a completely realist that's life right because we get messed up sometimes and things happen like that's real but that requires what we just talked about with giving permission for self-reflection. That's how you go from that second scenario to that first scenario where you're not married to your trauma mm-hmm. because you think that it's you. You think that you're, you're, you're completely self-focused on this is happening to me because of me, as a result of me, because I did this, because I didn't do that, because I didn't say this, because I didn't say that, I didn't step up. And you're, you're blaming yourself for so much. And that's not fair. And it's not right. And it's not even true. It's not true. And that's how you get tied to the trauma when you think the trauma was your fault, and not just a situation that you experienced. And you're saying, I caused this and therefore it's, it's linked to me arm in arm and we move forward together because this is a character trait because of my inability to set up boundaries and my constant people-pleasing. I am therefore the reason why all I keep running into these scenarios. No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. The truth is you had that scenario and instead of addressing the things that happened and Talking through it because that was uncomfortable, you made assumptions and you allow those assumptions to now become and develop into beliefs once they've been calloused over for so many years. And now mm-hmm. you think this is just how the world operates, and everything around me is, is, is like this, but that's not actually the thing, yeah. right? So, you have
0: your brain will lie to you,
1: mm-hmm. and it'll absolutely, how
0: you see everything. And I'm curious about your experience because both you and I are public speakers. We're in a lot of like conferences and settings like that. I see this fascinating habit where men and women are in the same room. Everybody's mm. there to heal or empower themselves. But somehow we find ourselves Segregating. blaming each other for why mm. we're in so much pain or why we're not where we want to be. How are you seeing that? too yeah of course and so you know as leaders and and ones who are part of the change I just really feel this sense of responsibility and passion around getting the people and ourselves past that habit can we get in the same spaces and just be where we are can can a brother say there was a woman who really wounded me but I recognize that's not every woman (laughs) you know like and can a sister yeah. say, yeah, there was a brother who wounded me, but I'm not going to carry that energy into every encounter with yeah. every man that I need. It's just, it's just telling the truth. It? It's, yeah.
1: just, it's just, we have to live in truth and we can't live in fear. We can't live in judgment. We can't live in blame because it doesn't even, it's not even self-serving. If any, it's selfish, but it's not even self-serving, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even get the outcome from it. Right. When you live in that space of blame and it's every like uh, everything that we do externally is reflection of how we are internally. So I know when I talk to someone like that, I was just working with a a married couple recently and uh, I'm working with the husband specifically, but he had some requests and I was like, well, your wife's in the house. Let's do this now. Like, let's get real. Let's like have this conversation. Go get her. Like, bring her in here and let's talk about it and we talked about some things and it was a phenomenal conversation mm-hmm. and as she was sharing i said you know you're i notice you're really good at pointing out the things he does wrong and she was like what? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like <you will> <laughs> and, and I was like, I, and I told her, I was like, No, I, I want to be clear. I'm not telling you that to make you wrong. Like, I don't want you to feel bad. I just want I'm telling. Fairness. I want you to be aware of it because how you do anything is how you do everything. And oh, I know if you goodness. if you nitpick him, I know you're also nitpicking yourself. And I know you can't survive like that. If you're constantly looking at reasons why you're not worthy, why you did things wrong, why you're the problem, why people treat you like this, if you're constantly nitpicking yourself right? It, it's going to kill you from the inside out. And you I need you to heal to through that.
0: Satisfied. You'll never no. be satisfied.
1: No, never. You know,
0: because everything is not good enough for yourself unto yourself or with anybody else.
1: Absolutely. So it's like, we have, we have to, we have to just have some grace with people, man. And we have to live in truth. We have to live in truth mm-hmm. because the truth is I experienced this thing and maybe this man who's across the aisle from me also experienced the exact same thing with a woman and that's our connecting piece. But if I'm willing to blame him for something that has nothing to do with him, right? Because I just want to make generalizations because it's easy. The action of fear is easy, but the working through of fear is hard, right? That was one yeah. of the things you said when we come up, when you hopped on. How did you say that? Love, I said fear. love
0: is easy, but fear is hard.
1: Mm, okay, so- what that brought up for me when I heard you say that is the feeling of love is easy. The feeling of fear is, is, is easy, but like the actions to work through them are hard. Right. Cause on both ends, right. Both. To create, to create a loving environment that takes work. Right. I just put up a video about appreciation the other day. And I was like, how much do you appreciate and actively show appreciation in life. And I I gave the example that my friend bought me a record of, you know, I'm a fan of the Rat Pack. So he got me a Rat Pack record and my record player is actually broken. So I'm going through the process of fixing my record player so that when my friend comes over he can see me playing that record because I want him to know I appreciate it. That takes work, right? Creating an environment where someone feels loved takes work. But if I want to operate from fear, that's easy. I can just judge you, blame you, and accuse
0: you for things. Right. Why would you buy me this record and you know my thing is broken, right? Like then it becomes this. Yeah. yeah. But you know, okay. So for our listeners who they're hearing this and they're recognizing that I got to just make the decision to heal. That's the first step. Like, I, I need mm. to decide I want to start healing. I don't want to stay in this pattern and have it anymore. So they've been putting in some work, but they have a learning curve man like they really don't know what to do like (laughs) I'll give a perfect example like I remember when I first met you right we were at um, Omega's conference right Mm -hmm. and then after that we had this call because we wanted to build right and I remember the energy of divine masculine energy when it started coming into my life it was so polarizing for me I would literally tremble in my body right it wasn't that i wasn't open or willing i just didn't know what i didn't know about how to interact with mm-hmm. men who meant me no harm mm-hmm. i had no idea so how do we get the information how do we practice this and start having like i meet so many women who don't even have male friends like they, just, they don't yeah. even know where do, where yeah. do we go
1: with, i mean You're gonna hear a common.
0: We're gonna put first. That's a shameless plug. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, (laughs) absolutely, 100%. There, like, and that's not even a plug. That's just like for your life. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, For real. Um, (laughs) You distracted me. Good question. Where do we begin? Um, I I was gonna say you're gonna hear a common theme in all my answers because it's always gonna be truth, right? And I think you gave a perfect example in that conversation because what you did was have a conversation. Right. And you just told the truth and it wasn't from a judgment. It wasn't from a blame. It's a, hey, this is what I'm noticing. This is how I'm feeling. I'm just sharing. What do you think? Help me work through it because we're partners in this journey. Uh, It's not your fault. These feelings are literally 100% within the boundaries of my skin. In my body. They're my feelings that are cultivated by my thoughts, my brain, my synapses, my identity, my story, my vision, my purpose, my everything in me. Mm
0: -hmm. All
1: I can ask from you is to have a conversation with me about it. But the the ultimate unpacking, healing, figuring out, piecing, putting back together, that's my domain. That's Mm -hmm. my world to do, right? But we can work together on it. And I can be a partner in your healing with you if I'm willing to to have that kind of conversation with you and just say, hey, this is where I am. This is what I'm noticing in myself. Like, what do you think? Like, have you noticed anything like this? Or like when this happened the other day, and this is a, a thing in communication that I teach the compass of clear communication where it goes, uh, fact, thought, emotion, request. Um, like, so you start with the fact of what happened, right? Well, I'll just use a, a silly example of us here on the phone, right? Of like, maybe you look to the left, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, earlier when you look to the left, the thought that I created about that was that you weren't paying attention to what I was saying. And then from there, like I had the emotion that what my words were like kind of valueless to you and that you didn't actually wanna be here and that I didn't matter. So moving forward, like, and then whatever the request is that you need, like, like, (laughs) just be clear without blame, without making it someone's fault because, What that does is it gives them an opportunity to step up with compassion. Yeah. When you blame someone, they they automatically go on defense, and you don't even realize it. They don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. But it's just the language and it's the energy. It's the language and the energy. And when you start blaming, even subconsciously, with you know you made me, you made my feelings hurt. That's blame. Yeah. Instead of just
0: saying I feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they automatically
0: do that behavior map because they make relationships assignments mm-hmm. it's like they take on a responsibility of how the other person shows up must be a symbol of who I am and my identity mm-hmm. versus just being
1: with yeah. other people and, just and that's be- across the board and just having an identity and feeling in a space of choice yeah right across that's everything that we've talked about is you have choice you have a decision you have like in in relationships too like you you're not you don't have to be here like you're you can be with someone else like this is a life like in the same way you had chicken tenders last week and salad today like you you have decisions that you can make in yeah. your life about how you want to live it and how it should be and, and the rules are yours to make. So stop making rules where you fail. The test, change the rules so you can win. Mm-hmm. Like make, make it a life that you enjoy. Yes. Like, that period, tell yourself the truth, take full accountability and, and create a life where you enjoy waking up Mm-hmm. where you have things to look forward to where your purpose is being fulfilled where you're standing in all the glory and power that you were created with because that's who you are period it's not up for debate but when you question your own worth then now all the fears come in then now all the doubts come in now your story goes from well I'm not the victor who walked through that I'm the victim who that happened to mm-hmm. because you're not even you're not seeing yourself as the champion you're not even the star in your own show mm-hmm. You're you're a back, you're the cameraman in your own video. Like be in the front of like be the part of to
0: be your to stage. <laughs> exactly. Like wow. Somebody's listening right now and that just hits you in your stomach. You feel it in your solar plexus. And this it's a real thing because if you aren't responsible for your life, if how other people show up is always the reason why things work or don't in your life, then how can you be powerful? Yeah. That that means everybody else gets your power because you've assigned them that much influence. Mm. Um, And we have to recognize at some point, or maybe not, but my hope is that y'all recognize that you are sovereign in your life and your life is yours and nobody else's. So Mm -hmm. make it whatever you want it to be. Yes. Uh, And I want to say this part because- Do it, do it. Like, please accept that pain is part of the journey. Stop being so intimidated by it and learn how to process it and turn the pain into joy. Mm. Stop letting everything be what happened to you and start letting it be what happened for you. Mm. And let it serve you instead of cripple you.
1: Oh, can we, can we play in that sandbox for a Let's second? Do What's, Let's do it. Um, I, I remember when I first came out of my depression space, I had learned the difference between life is happening to you and life is happening for you. That was my first phase of like, oh, damn, true? What? <laughs> and then maybe about two years later, I was doing some more study and I found, I found kind of like a third level, which is <laughs> life is happening through you. Ooh. And for me, that Ooh, was where... Let
0: us feel it, let us feel it. Mm. Let us feel it for a second. Life is- Life's
1: not happening to you. It's not even happening for you, it's happening through you, right? And if you identify yourself as a vessel, right? If you're connected to a higher power, you have a purpose, you have faith, you you are connected to something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. Life is happening through you as a result of you, through your stories, through your experiences, as a result of how you show up in conversations. Every moment is life being created by every step that you take understand the power and responsibility that comes with that mm. right and and if life is happening through me then then i don't take the journey personally because i know that i'm i'm walking in my glory right if life is happening through me i expect there to be some 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 feelings right because stuff is going through me i'm i'm in motion i'm in action and resistance is a is proof of motion right when you think about mm. a car driving through the car through the, through mm. the street right that wind resistance is proof of being in motion. Wow. you don't have any resistance, you're not moving.
0: Woo, that's good. Ooh, that's rich. <laughs> I felt that in my womb and in my heart. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always... <laughs> I know,
1: I know, <laughs> know I know. Saying, I'm ahead. saying, <laughs> my
0: <laughs> listeners know, they understand. I know, I
1: know too.
0: <laughs> So that's incredible. Like, I feel this surge of energy around that. It's like, In our culture, we glorify the superheroes, but these are the superhero moments. Like, in A Course in Miracles, my favorite book, it says the greatest Mm. miracle you can ever experience in life is to see yourself correctly. You know, I'm like not walking on water or I healed the broken bone, but like, if I can see myself correctly, then what limitations really exist? Yeah.
1: And like, even those are so such good examples. I know we're probably wrapping up, so I don't have no idea what time it is. Um, (laughs) But but those are such perfect examples. I was, I I put a video out, I think this morning, I'm not even sure. And I was talking about the journey is doing the work. It's not the accolades of it. Like, like it's the, 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 you accomplish the purpose in accomplishing the purpose. Yeah. It's not for you to celebrate. That's for the world to celebrate. Jesus was walking on the water in the midst of a storm going to save a friend. That is not a glorified moment. We glorify. Right. Jesus was walking through the streets, healing people who people called lepers and disgusting prostitutes. He was doing the things that no one agreed with, that no one saw value in, that people thought were ridiculous and anti-God. He was doing all the things that came with resistance.
0: Mhm.
1: He was doing the purpose, not talking about it. And a lot of times I think we get confused in that like, oh, my purpose is supposed to be so fairy and lovely and I'm supposed to have all these awards and
0: people are supposed yeah. to love it and so praise followers it. Followers and likes and video like, features. No, you're like, supposed to do the work. You're supposed to embody your power. Yes. Because you know that earth needs it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Perfect. like even I just I'm
1: teaching a course on Martin Luther King and it's like he's walking across the bridge. He's going to all the places. He's been stabbed in the heart. He's been beat. He's been jailed. He's doing the work. It's not glory. It's not glory for him. It's painful. It's hard. Christ even said, pick up your torture stake and follow me. Your journey is supposed to be bumpy. mm. And you need to understand that, expect that, and appreciate that because what it signifies is you're being a vessel and life is happening through you the same way it did for Christ. I
0: love that. Everybody take a deep breath. That was just so rich. I love that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Incredible. You know, Matt and I are committed to providing more conversations and we are being intentional about bringing men and women into rooms To heal and empower and grow and experience each other. Yeah. So um, please stay connected. You know, make sure that you are on my email list, but make sure that you are directly connected to Matthew. So, can you share your information so my listeners can connect with you and get more of your energy and the things you're offering?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I am Coach Matthew Hayes. Almost everywhere. That's my Instagram. Uh, that's my website, and then my email is Matthew at Coach Matthew Hayes. So I'm pretty simple to find.
0: <laughs> and that's H A Y E S for those of yes. you who want to yes. make yes. sure you have yes. the spelling correct. Um, I love your Instagram. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I love when I'm able to sit down and just scroll and listen to your videos, and I and sometimes I have to grab my Law of Attraction journal because. You have such an amazing way with your words. So I'm like, ooh, pause. Wait, let me write this down. <laughs> like, and I and I have incorporated your yeah. reels as part of my devotional time because you you just are so genuine, raw, unfiltered. Deep bow to you. Thank you for embodying your gifts the way that you do. Um, Thank you for always giving me easy yeses when I ask for your support and presence in my work and helping the sisters really get calibrated and I can't wait to bring more of Coach Matthew Hayes to you all. I hope you have thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And if you want to engage, there are some instructions on how you can leave a voice note on the podcast and leave feedback that we can hear and respond to. And also, yeah, they can do that on the podcast. And then also you can... Um, be a part of our Facebook group, Let the Wound Be Heard. It's curated for women. It's over 1,700 members. And y'all are wild, free, and crazy in that group. And I love it. It's such a reflection of my anointing. Um, And so you can pop in there. um, And with all of my guests, I share with them, you know, what blessed you the most. And so if you heard something from this episode that really, really ministered to you, touched you in your core. I'm asking you to give us the feedback. So, thank you for joining us in season eight. There is some juicier, yummier things coming in season nine. Namaste. The God of me enjoys communing with the gods and each of you. Peace.